Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Talk Recorded live. Here we are. So that is really an amazing list. Did we record yesterday by any chance? Of course. Okay, good. Yes. Yes, yeah, I yes. want to go back and listen to it. Yeah, I think that it was that would be really wonderful. And I, I've been thinking about our session and what is happening and where we're heading. And I have some uh, really great ideas. But I would love to hear from you first because it sounds like you did a lot of um, – a lot of thinking. How about? I'm also, of course, very, very curious because I have to tell you the one piece that is uh, slightly bad news is that the way through these is not through your head, and we talked about these, and that's why I use the tapping because it's really not something that you're gonna work yourself out of it or you're figuring it out by analyzing. It has to be. It's the feeling area which is the most uncomfortable and the yucky and the messy, but it's really through which you really transform. You're not just putting a behavior in, in practice by willing yourself. You know, awareness is the first step, but it's, as we both know, it's not the solution of the, you know, what makes the, the shift really happen. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand that. It's, uh, I mean, it's, um, I still spend way too much time on the, on the thinking side of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, it's a way for me to protect myself and, you know, and hide a bit. So I got to, you know, I just got to keep doing the work. I, you know, my personal assessment yesterday was I, um, it was, it was a, a realization that and a, an emotional and rational connection, right? It was uh, like, it wasn't, it, that wasn't just a rational connection. There was a lot of, um, uh, there was an emotional release and um, uh, uplifting uh, sensation that came with it. So that you know, that's good. Yeah. No, that's 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 where where the power is. That is where it's powerful when you you know make the connection. But all of a sudden, and I could almost see it yesterday in you. I could feel it, and I could see it almost like you just all of a sudden somebody like hit you over the head, and you saw something that you had never seen before? No, I mean, I, I spent the last, you know, um, year, right, with you? Yeah. You know, um, positioning myself as, you know, and working through all the ways I had been, you know, victimized, right? And, right. Um, you know, and all the... Um, um, emotional baggage that I carried, you know, because of that. And, you know, yesterday, um, you know, and while I was working through that, it never, you know, quite sat right. Right. I mean, you know, certainly I could understand and connect into all the things that happened to me, 
but it, I still, it, you know, it didn't feel right. Cause I don't like, I don't walk around every day feeling victimized. Right. I mean, I know I've had a bunch of bad things happen to me, but, um, you know, I, I didn't like, I would have never painted my childhood as one where I was victimized. Right. I would have said, you know, it was hard and there were some gaps and, you know, whatever else. But, um, so I, like what happened yesterday was I saw it as um, I'm actually a perpetrator and I'm extending the problem because of what happened to me. Now, what's, you know, so um, it, it enabled me to, um, you know, probably forgive my mom a little bit and enabled me to see myself in a different way and it enabled me to understand the connection to Jennifer and why I closed off and, you know, so, it, it you know, some of the issues with Nick and, you know, so there's a lot of things that become a lot clearer to me by just changing the lens slightly and I think what I, you know, going through the exercise, I was, you know, up at five this morning writing it all down, you know, because I couldn't sleep. It was all just kind of flowing. And, uh, you know, what I you come to realize when you actually work through the exercise is, well, I, I'm not exactly perpetrate. I'm not doing it exactly like she did. I've actually evolved quite a bit from, you know, what, what she did and how she did it. And I have been fighting to not be that person, right? I mean, um, you know, and I can, you know, confirmed a bunch of this stuff with Jennifer, you know, when I'm in a bad place, do I get rigid and I over index on control? Yes. But, um, you know, she said 80, 20, right. It's only Mm -hmm. 20% of the time. Most of the time you're giving and, you know, caring and, um, you know, partnering and, you know, but when you go, you go way off the deep end. Yeah. You know, and, and, and okay. the one piece, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. No, so I, I mean, I, so I guess I, as long as you're tapping, are you tapping right now? Probably no, not, I can't, right? no. Okay. no. Um, you. you know, so I, I, you know, what I'm feeling is like there, you know, it's quite a bit of a realization there. And then, you know, on top of that, that, you know, I should, you know, give both my mom and I a hall pass, me, you know, especially because I've been able to, to, to do some things with the circumstances I was given, you know, that I, you know, not even understanding any of this, which, um, which, you know, felt good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the key that I want to share with you even further is that that year that we have spent where you actually disconnect with the ways in which you were victimized are actually crucial to the process. And I have to tell you that a lot of people that I work with that are not willing to go into that place and to put the time in. Because I have to tell you, I I started my therapy, my growing, my evolving process when I was around 19 years old, okay? And it took me into my, let me say, 37 when things started connecting because I was doing regular therapy, okay, talk therapy. It takes... My husband did 24 years of therapy before things started clicking for him. Talk therapy is really good, but that's why even though it may not seem like it, this stepping shit that we're doing works. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. It really is affecting our nervous system in a different way. The 
in the last five years, I have transformed who I am and where I am in a much huge, in a huge way compared to the previous 15 years, okay? So the reason that I'm sharing this with you is that, yes, it has taken a year, but it's a year where you have to. As humans, we need, we need to actually understand the degree to which we actually were victimized. It sounds like such a, um, I, I, such a loaded word, right? But everything that we, that we actually dealt with that was really painful for us, let's put it in that way, that we yeah. felt we didn't have control over, we were trying to survive, you know, like you just, you know, you see a little kid. It was like you were like a year, year, and a few months, and life just turned upside down. All of a sudden, your mom is emotionally, she's a shell. She's emotionally not available. She's completely withdrawn. She's not able to really connect with you. So all of a sudden, imagine this tiny little being that it's in desperate need for connection because that's the number one thing that as humans we need. And she was completely deprived. And on top of that, because of that huge need, what happened to you is that your psyche, your developmentally, you started trying to help your mom feel better, which is not only an enormous and almost impossible task, but that that allowed you to, you know, allowed you to feel or, you know, give you the opportunity or the possibility to feel completely um, unable, incapable, and, you know, and there's, there's something definitely not enough and not good about you because there's one task that you presented with, which is help my mommy, and you cannot do it. Yeah. So do you, and that compiles in so many ways. The truth is you were a victim of a terrible and traumatic experience, and to spend a year thinking, you know what, my life was not easy, it was extremely crappy, and I have a right to just, like, cocoon and try to survive because I need to incorporate and integrate all these. And what happened yesterday was like almost, I would say, a complete graduation where it, it doesn't mean that it's, it's over, but you were able to see the past. I hope you're tapping as I'm talking. Is that true? I am, yes. W- wonderful. I'm tapping with you here. Because yesterday was your graduation where you said, okay, yes, all of that shit happened to me. And it was terrible. And there's still parts of it that I carry with me, right? And we're going to definitely do something with it, which is the second part I want to share with you today. And even though all of these happened, I have come to the place where now I see what happened to me, what I did with it, what I'm doing today, and now I want to have choices. I want to make my own choice about how I'm going to be reacting. I don't want to be doing it in a subconscious way from the programming from my life and things that happened to me. It has come the time that now I can see it. Before yesterday, you couldn't see it, Jim. No, it's I not that, You know, you needed fully. to be in a... I could see pieces it, of it. That, exactly. You could see it like little windows here and there. But I feel like yesterday is like some... Like yesterday, we like took the, you know, the whole curtain off, and you were able to see a completely different perspective. Yeah, I agree. And from now forward, it's like, okay, we have to do whatever is left from the experiences you had as a child, 
that will allow you to make choices from a, a different sense of freedom. Like, yes, okay, I can see. This is what I'm hoping to that we're going to, in the next, I would say, three or four sessions, we're going to do very focused work where what I want you to see is that, you know, in a couple of weeks from now, you know, Jennifer is going to say something. Your mind, your mom or your dad may say something. Your ex may say something. Or somebody, you know, one of your consulting uh, gigs. And you see, like, your nervous system is reacting. You, you feel it. And you're, you can tell yourself, wow, this, this reminds me so much of whatever else that my nervous system believes or may see, it may seem like I am in danger or that I need to defend myself. I need to. When in reality, it's not the case. And you can just take a deep breath and say, wow, this is really interesting. But because enough of the charge is going to be reduced to the work we're going to do, you can actually make a choice and say, wow, you know, Jennifer right now, it's really pulling one on me that I could just go, I could just cling to her. But the truth is, you know, this is not, the truth is not my issue. I could just listen to her and, uh, and, and tap while I listen to, you know, you can tap and allow your nervous system to say, it's okay. It's okay. I don't need to take care of her. She's not my mom. I don't need to give her any solutions. I'm just here listening. And that is okay. Yep. Right? And it's not just a behavioral a behavioral tool. I don't it's not like that. It's more like, okay, this is you know, yeah, and, and I can see how it's like being able to observe yourself from your reaction instead of going straight and having like a fuse that it's about a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Uh, well, you get, um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, like I, um, when I, when I'm not, you know, there, right. I, it goes black. Right. right? Like yeah. you're just reacting The shit's coming out of your mouth and you almost like look at it a half an hour later and you're like, who the fuck was that? Exactly. But you, you know, what I, what I think you're describing now is, well, you'll not only not do that, but you'll be able to kind of almost observe it real time, um, you know, almost from a distance, right? Like kind of be outside of yourself watching your inner, you know, voice. And, you know, I've had glimpses of that um, over the past, you know, whatever, six months, but I'm really looking forward to trying to get that done. Yeah. So what we have to do in order to, to go there is the kind of work that is uncomfortable and you don't like doing. Oh, good. But, <laughs> well, because it's true. It's, what we're going to go into is I want what I want today, and we have to, we're going to, today we'll see, where are you at? So are you in a place that you could scream if you wanted to? Where, what's going on? Now I'm outside. Um, ah. Where yeah. are you? It's not raining where you are? It's raining over now. here. No, it's uh, okay. humid and overcast and not raining. Okay. And it's, uh, so you're outside and you cannot go inside into a place where you could... Uh, I can maybe a... in a few minutes, uh, but not okay. right this second, no. Okay, okay. So so let's do the piece that is going to be more... Oh, this is really cool. We're going to do a more internal thing, okay? And I'm going to explain why we have to do this. So what there's two parts of that little boy the 15-month-old baby, 
and the, you know, the six-year-old, the five-year-old, the ten-year-old that are still really hurt. Because they're hurt, what they're holding is a lot of anger, okay? They, that's, it's a human thing when, you know, mom, mommy was not there, and that boy knew, that little kid knew that it was not fair. It was not okay for her not to be your mom. She couldn't just say, sorry, I'm done. I, I cannot be your mom, right? Right. And so that unfairness and that, you know, not being okay bring a lot, brings a lot of anger into this nervous system. So what we're going to do is I'm going to, I love, we're going to create a little state, a little bubble. And is it, I mean, you're in a safe place, so you can close your eyes, right? Yes, yep. Okay, cool. So this is, let me turn that off. I'm sorry about that. What I want you to do is close your eyes and stop tapping. And I want you to see again that little baby that we got in touch with yesterday. And in this instance, he is actually, something is going on for him that he really needs his mom. He may have, maybe he fell, maybe he's hungry, maybe he has a dirty diaper. Something is going on for him, and I want you to see if you can really connect with a deep, visceral, raw need. This is not about, you know, wanting cuddles for the heck of it. No, he is really needing attention and care. And you get in touch with that, like, raw, could, could very likely being, like, you know, in your abdomen, in your belly area, like lower, like really there's something that he's needing. A mom is not available. He may even be crying. Let me know if you see him at all. Can you see him, Jim? Yeah. Okay. So take a deep breath. And is and he's alone, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. What is going on for him? I, I that part I don't have. I have a hard time connecting into. I mean, I can visualize him, you know, wanting you know, to be out of his crib, right? Yeah. He wants to be out and he's there. He's uncomfortable. He's not, there's something that is going on that he's really, really uncomfortable. What What is the feeling in your body as you connect with him? Can you feel it in you or you're more observing it? I'm more observing him. I mean, my stomach's clenched up, but um, okay. So stay with that feeling in your stomach, and and get in touch. Like it's really with the, it's it's more than it's, he's feeling alone. There's there's a sense of like like desperation. That there's he's call, he's either calling or he's crying. Is he calling for help?
I mean, the image is coming of a slightly older boy calling calling out to mom. That's the image that's coming to me. Okay. How old do you think he is? I don't know, four. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And mom is not coming? Nope. Nobody's coming. Yeah. Get in touch with the emotion that he's feeling in his little body. So there's this little four-year-old calling for mom, calling for mom, and she's not in this, she's nowhere to be found. She's not coming. Nobody's coming. So this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it inside and in silence, but... I want you to really just get into it and let me know if at any point you feel resistance or you cannot go there or you get distracted. I'm just really going to, even I'm going to invite you to put like a hand in your, in your abdomen, like your, you know, like below your belly button, just to stay with the emotion because I want you to see that this little boy is just screaming for mom. And he starts saying things like these. Where are you? Why are you not here? How come you cannot come and help me? It's not okay. I need you. I really need you. Can you go there with with me, Jim? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to... And just go, and I, and I want you to start tapping through the points. So you're you're outside, but you can actually you can tap and you can close your eyes, right? Yep, good. Okay. And can you just put energy into your body and repeat after me? You don't have to scream, but really put energy into your into your voice. Yep. Okay. And take a deep breath. We're step tapping, just tapping through the points. Where are you? I really, really need you. Where are you? I really, really need you. It's not okay that you're not coming. Not okay that you're not coming. I really need you to come now. I really need you to come now. I'm all alone here and I really need you. I'm all alone and I really need you. I'm still so little. I'm really little. And I'm scared that you're not coming. It's scary that you're not coming. It's just not okay with me. Not okay. It's just so not okay. It's so not okay. I feel really scared. I'm really scared. And nobody's coming. I wonder where my brother was. Yeah, nobody's coming. Nobody's helping me. Nobody's helping me. I'm all alone. Stay with the motion. Stay with the emotion. I'm all alone here and nobody, nobody cares.
It's not okay that nobody cares. What's going on, Jim? Um, like uh, bewildered. Like, um, you know, how how is it that there's anything more important than what I need? Yeah. Like, how is it nobody can even care enough to just make sure it's okay? Yeah. I'm calling so right exactly now. You try to go back into your belly because you're going like you're trying to like understand why nobody's coming. Where's my brother? Well, but I think I mean I'm I'm still have the perspective of the kid. I mean I as a kid you're you don't understand, right? I mean you're yes, yes, yeah. You didn't. I want you to feel the fear. Really like. Is everybody gone? Like, are you, you're alone? Nobody, you're calling. You're calling and they're supposed, somebody's supposed to come and care what's going on for you. And nobody's coming. What is going to happen to you if nobody really comes? There's this tiny little boy. Yeah, um, my, my, um, I feel like not only were they nobody coming, but it was just shut up. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's not even okay to call. No. Right, yeah. I really need someone to come and help me. And you say that I really need someone to come and help me. I used to have dreams about... Um, like monsters in the closet and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even okay to ask for help, right? Nope. Nope. You had to suck it up. Also, a ton, a lot of fear in a little body. Yeah. There were monsters in the closet, and it was not that, and it was not safe. So, as a tiny boy, you did not feel safe. You didn't feel protected. You see that? Yep. Okay. So I want. This is what I want you to do. Can you get in touch with how unfair it was? I want you to get in touch as an adult today, as a father, right? If you knew that Nick, you know, the version of Nick that is you, as a, you know, as a four, little, little four-year-old is dreaming with monsters and he cannot even, he doesn't even feel safe to actually call for help because nobody's going to show up. How fair is that? Not fair. It's so completely unfair that I want you to bring up all of your, like, fury for the people that did, were not there for him. Can you, can you do that? I think so. so. What I want you to do is to actually, we're going to bring in mom and dad, and I want that boy to tell them so in these bubbles, he's there, he's four years old, and you as an adult 
are bringing them in, like, you know, by their colors, like bringing them in by, they, you know, by the year or something. Where the heck were you? Where the heck were you? What were you thinking, leaving a four-year-old? He's calling for you. He's scared. He needs you. Some, and I want that four-year-old to just feel protected, initially by you, but we're going to do something that he gets to say how he feels. What is it that he truly wanted, Jim? Uh, he just um, he wanted to know he was loved. He wanted um, he wanted to know somebody cared and was gonna pursue them for fifteen minutes until he could fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. was scared. He. he... Yeah. He was really scared. Just just for this moment, can you be there for him? That's for this moment. And can you bring in mom and dad? And they're not talking, okay? They're just there to, like, hear, hear this boy out. What would he like to tell them? Is it more towards mom or, or both of them? Uh, both, both of them. Yeah. You're still tapping, right? Yeah. Okay. And you, I want you to really get in touch with the emotion of feeling like how injustice what it was, how furious, at a certain level, how furious it is that they were not there. Where the heck were they? What were they thinking, leaving a four-year-old screaming and scared? Or screaming because he's dreaming and he cannot even, he cannot even have some, some protection and some sense of safety when he has terrible nightmares. What does Louis yeah, bring you on? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't fathom how, um, how you could leave him alone. I, it's um, so selfish. Exactly, exactly, and it's like, what would be, what would be Louis Jimmy's words? I just needed help. I, um, it's your job to help me. You're responsible. I'm your kid. Yeah. You're being bad parents. You're being a bad mommy to me. But the four-year-old would say, where were you? You're a bad mommy. I want another mommy. I want someone that can be here for me. Didn't you, what he would say is, didn't you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we heard you. We heard you. You needed to go to bed. I was scared. I was really, really scared, and I needed you. Yeah, you got over it. Go to bed. And what would you say as a dad? Is that what you, how would you say, what what were you saying, like, get over it? Get over it like you're completely discounting I, I, these voices. Yeah. yeah, I don't treat puppies that badly. Yeah. Watch us, my own kid. Yeah. You, I want you to just let, like, let it rip. What would you really, if you have, like, 
you know, car blanche. You, you just can tell your parents, imagine them being young, and coming and telling you, you got over it. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. You just needed to go to sleep and leave us alone. Yeah, yeah, you're justifying you're justifying uh, yourself and your excuse for being a bad fucking parent. So don't yeah. you dare put that on me. And oh, by the way, I would never do it to anybody else. And if you saw anybody doing it to anybody else, you would think they were a bad goddamn parent. So don't allow yourself the hall pass to say it was yeah. okay. Yeah, you were just fucking lazy, and you didn't want to take care of me. You, you were stuck in your own little goddamn world. Um, you were. Um, being bad parents, you were overwhelmed, whatever. At the end of the day, it was still bad parenting. Admit your yeah. fucking mistake, and we can all move on. Yeah. But the truth is, you were awful parents. Because these little boys really, really needed to feel protected. And you didn't even, you didn't even care enough to show up. And that is not okay. That is totally not okay. Um, why would I have a hard time saying they were bad parents? I, like, I can say it's bad parenting. Yeah. Um, like, I can look at a circumstance and, and say it's bad parenting, but when you said they're bad parents, like, I almost, like, I can't say that. Like, why would that be? So say it, say it as not as what happens. Just say it. You were bad parents to me. You were bad parents. Say it again. You were bad parents to me. You were, you were bad not parents. the parents that I, you were not the parents that I needed. You were not the parents that I needed. You were selfish. Yes. And what happens, Jim? What do you notice when you say that? How my chest gets tight. Say that again. Sorry. My chest gets tight, like uh, anxiety comes up into my throat. Is it because, okay, so it's just like it gets really tight. And is it, is it that you're not supposed to say that or is it respect? What What is it about? What uh, is that time? Were you taught that you had to respect your parents? Yeah, you look at it, the list with my mom. I had to. Not only respect them, I had to bow down to them. Yeah. Their rules were the guy, their rules, their house, you know, their approach. It was unquestionable. Uh, Exactly. It was unquestionable. So now questioning, questioning their authority and saying that they did it wrong, you're, you're breaking a huge, huge vow that parents need to be respected. That's the law. You're breaking the law. And what would happen if you broke the law when you were little, if you disrespected your parents? I wouldn't school. Was that okay? Um, I mean, I would never hit my kid. Um, Who was it that used the wooden spoon? Was that your mom or your dad? I'm guessing your mom. Yeah. But not only you didn't feel protected or cared, but on top of it, if you even dare ask for what you needed, you were punished. I stepped outside the line. 
in any way yeah. or questioned authority or whatever. Is that fair? <laughs> I want you to say it. I want you to say it. it, it it's actually abusive. Yes. That was not okay, and it was fucked up. So I want you to, I, I'm going to push you to do something that is going to be really uncomfortable. I want you to close like, your uh, eyes. Was it uncomfortable? What, what's that? I just, I was being sarcastic. Oh. Like the half hour, last half hour wasn't uncomfortable. <laughs> well, this is, this is going to be, because it's going to be exactly going in the direction that you don't want to go. I want you, I want you to imagine saying to mom everything that you have in your mind. So I, this, is, this is the scenario. I want you to close your eyes. Imagine yourself as a four-year-old, and there's also a version of you that is about 10 years old. They're both there. And maybe the baby's there too. And mom is sitting at the kitchen table, and the 10-year-old is having a screen contest with her. Only that she does not is not allowed to reply. The ten year old is telling her all the ways in which she's a bad mom. And in this case, if it if it helps, mom actually shrinks. So mom is about the size of a of a little girl. She may be around like, you know, five years old or something like that. So she's small. And that ten year old is about six or seven feet tall. Can you imagine that? Can you see that? Sure. And the 10-year-old is just giving her a lecture. And the wooden, the wooden spoon is right on the table. And he may not want to hit her. Maybe he does want to hit her hand and say, this is how we feel. And it's completely unfair. So I want you to, without necessarily screaming, but I want you to use your voice and repeat after me. What you did was not okay. What you did was not okay. Your pain took you away. Your pain took you away. And you shut down and you did not care for me. You shut down and you did not care for me. You didn't come when I needed you. You didn't come when I needed you. And I and you I was really scared. I was really scared. And if I even told you that I was I needed I needed you to come to me. If I even told you I needed something. You would get angry with me. You would get angry with me. If I ever questioned your authority, you would get angry with me. If I question your authority or your rule, you would get angry with me. And the truth is, you you did not do it right. Truth is, you made a lot of mistakes. You didn't do it right. You made a lot of mistakes. You made a lot of mistakes. How would you feel if for your mistakes I hit you? How would you feel if when you made a mistake I hit you? I was a little boy. I was a little boy. A little boy that, that was left alone. Yes. And I, I just had to, I had to, like, grow by myself. I had to grow by myself. Feeling unprotected. Feeling unprotected. 
feeling that you didn't care about me. Feeling like you didn't give a shit about me. And on top of that, I had to respect you like you were some sort of goddess. And on top of that, I had to respect you like you were some sort of goddess. That's totally messed up. That is really fucked up. The truth is, I don't respect you as a parent. The truth is, I don't respect you as a parent. Because you were a shitty parent. You were a shitty parent. You were such a shitty parent. You were a really shitty parent. Take a breath, Jim. How is your chest and your stomach right now? Uh, not great, not horrible. Are you doing okay? What is it that you would really like to tell her? If we know between the two of us, between you and I, that she will never, ever hear what you have to say, what would you truly like to tell her? Allow yourself, give yourself that freedom to just let her have it. I um, I still have a like a, a huge part of me, Laura, that I feel bad for her. Okay. Like, you know, it's it's almost like a um, like I know I'm bigger than her. Like, I don't have to imagine that. Right. Um. You know, I know, I know she was, I mean, I'm learning more and more, you know, be, you know, to leave a kid alone, be completely emotionally unavailable, and then, you know, to be abusive, you know, to be, you know, uh, condescending and abusive, that's a pretty, that's a pretty fucked up combination. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's like, Satanic, right? I mean, cult-like. Um, you know, and all so she could protect herself, right? And, you know, so in a weird way, you know, I would say that. I'd say just think about that. Any other circumstance, you would see anybody going through that and not become a complete fucking drug addict and basket case. You're lucky as shit. I'm strong, yeah. as strong as I am. And mm-hmm. I feel really fucking bad for you. And I hope to hell you wake up because you're 80 years old and you've lived with this lie to yourself to protect yourself the whole fucking time. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So, my brother can't, my brother can't even, like, he doesn't even want to talk about it. Like, he, he, he just laughs at them, like, literally. You know, and he can't access it emotionally. Like, he has, a, you know, bigger emotional walls than I do, and he doesn't even want to deal with it. Doesn't want to talk about it, or doesn't want to think about it, doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Well, because you know, Jamie, if you, if you just for a second you consider everything that it has taken you to look at your wall, it's not comfortable. It's really painful. Your brother figured out that he can build walls like your parents have, because that's how he... He saw them live, and he has these huge walls, and, you know, as long as you don't touch those walls, he's fine. Yep. 
Now, behind those walls, he can develop cancer, you know, heart attack, you name it. Because there is a repercussion to living a life where you're like, you know, really behind walls, detached from your emotions, and you don't work through them. But there's, if you look, if you actually look at the world, most people are actually asleep. They're living behind walls. Yeah, I agree. It's not about, you know, it's like people are kind of asleep, just going, you know, going in life with, like, they just keep on moving forward. You know, you don't deal with stuff. Yeah, it's, just... I mean, it's funny. Even my parents were, like, they're so fucking self-righteous right now. Of about, course. Like, of, like, what great work they did, right? I mean, you know, they're the envy of all their friends with how great their kids are and how successful and all that. And it's like, I'm successful despite them. Yes. Yet they're taking credit for everything I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that is part of the reason why there, there's a part of you that enjoys your success, but also you there's a part of you that pushes that success away. You don't really own it. And it's because owning it, in a sense, Owning that your your parents can feel proud of you when you're like, well, fuck that. That is so fucked up. Why I think that's they... right, and I I I think you know my ex-wife tried to take credit for my success. I think my parents are very self-righteous about it, and part of me is like, fuck that, I, without question. Yeah. So what I don't want is for you to stop being successful, stop enjoying your life and being happy because if it is a proof that you being happy and successful, it's a reflection of what they did, you're going to do everything to sabotage it. Well, I have. Because, um, right. I have, and I can give you a hundred examples. I, I think what I need to do is come out of this uh, defining success by my own terms and then yes. build off of that. And, but more than that and, is actually divorcing that your success, how your your success affects your parents, is their 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 thing and has nothing to do with you. So if, if they choose to feel that you're successful because of them, well, that can be their truth. You know, you know. And actually, at some point in the future, you may realize that in a Bizarre way, and this is the part that you remember the last piece, the last part of the book, uh, the shadow effects in the spiritual area that you had a lot of trouble with? Yeah. Okay. This is the part that is coming. Are you tapping? Yeah. Okay. And this is really, okay, this is kind of bizarre. Okay, tap with me because this is going to be, try to point together, even though I'm going to hear a really bizarre notion. Even though I'm going to hear a really bizarre notion. And I am really pretty closed up to it. And I may be pretty closed up to it. There's a part of me that already knows it's true. There's a part of me that already knows it's true. Even though this is going to be so bizarre. Even though this is going to be so bizarre. That I wasn't able to let in that part of the book even though I wasn't able to let in that part of the book. 
Take a breath and blow it out. I am truly open to being free. I am truly open to being free. Free of my programming and my past. Free of my programming and my past. So I can make my own choices. So I can make my own choices. Tapping through the points. There is a slight possibility. There's a slight possibility. That everything I survived as a child. That everything I survived as a child. Zoe was really shitty. Zoe was really shitty. It's allowing me to learn. It's allowing me to learn. How to take better care of myself. Take care of, better care of myself and my kids. Yeah, because they certainly didn't do it. Because my parents didn't do it. Yeah. My parents were really not there for me. My parents weren't there for me. And I am learning to actually be here for myself. I am learning to be here for myself. And for my children. And for my children. Really honoring and and accepting who I am. Really honoring and accepting who I am. Good. Knowing that I have a shadow side. Knowing that I have a shadow side. But I also have an amazing light. What's that mean? That I also have an amazing light. That you have gifts to share with with the world. You have come to do so. Yeah. That's your light side. There's something that is very powerful about you. Your light is all the good stuff that you're coming to do. You know, the good father that you are, the good partner that you're being, the good person that you're being with yourself. That's your light side. You at your best is your light side. Okay, tapping, take a deep breath. Continue tapping. There's a li- there's a slight possibility. There's a slight possibility. That by having the parents I had. That by her- having the parents I had. I developed certain qualities. I developed certain qualities. And I learned really good things. I learned really good things. That I wouldn't have. That I wouldn't have. If I didn't have them as my parents. That I, if I didn't have them as my parents. I learned to be a better dad. Learned to be a better dad. I learned that I need to take care of myself. I learned that I need to take care of myself. And connect with what is important to me. Connect with what is important to me. Honoring my truth. Honoring my truth. Despite what other people might think. Despite what other people might think. Truly taking care of myself. Truly taking care of myself. While really connecting with others. While really connecting with others. In a loving way. In a loving way. I would not have learned that I would not have learned that. If I didn't have the parents I had. If didn't have the parents I had. As shitty as they were. Shitty as they were. They taught me what kind of parent I wanted to be. 
they helped me. They helped to teach me what kind of parent I wanted to be, and also what kind of person I wanted to be, and what kind of person I wanted to be. And one day I might even be grateful. One day I might even be at peace and be grateful. Yeah, not yet, but they definitely had a huge role in my life. Not yet. But they definitely had a huge role in my life. And when I release all the pain they caused? When I release all the pain they caused? I can come to be at peace with all that I've learned. I can come to be at peace with all that I've learned. And the great human being that I am because of it. And the great human being that I am because of it. Take a deep breath. Can you see that? Maybe someday. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I can see that you're moving in that direction, even very slightly when you're feeling compassion towards your mom. The thing is that right now, if you were to put, to give me like a percentage, how much do you feel compassion towards her versus feeling angry or resentful or pissed at her. 80-20. Anger, what the fuck, 20, compassion. Okay. Okay. So the, the, that is the, the key here, okay? So what is the Yeah, I, I still think, Laura, there's a boundary there too, which okay. I know sounds strange. I still think there's a, um, I got to get past, uh, I was taught I can't ever question it. Um, and the, the, those are two, you know, we touched the surface of them, but to me, the, I can't ever actually question it. You know, I was taught that it was, you know, sacred, right. And them being very, um, self-righteous and sanctimonious about our success when, you know, my brother and I are both walking around with a ton of baggage because of them. That those are probably deeper topics than we hit today. Yeah. And and it's like that is that but that piles up on the younger, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. What can you do to this this would be something that I want you to figure out both emotionally, but you can also figure like think about what would what would it help you to be able to express that anger? What would, how can you release that vow? You made a vow that, you know, you had to respect their authority no matter what. I don't know. I'll write it down. I'll journal about it for the next few days. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to reread the shadow book real quick. Um, you can also, if you want, you can actually watch the movie. It's on YouTube. You can look at it. You can read. You know, can listen to it. In, you know, a different way instead of just reading it. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe help you to incorporate it and integrate it. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I because I can do that tonight, right? It's only oh, short or what? It's uh, the, the movie is like I think it's like an hour and a half, something like that. Okay. 
Yeah, the first part with uh, Deadly Fold is pretty pretty easy to you already know that material. Um, but it's like, what what is it? What would really help you feel? Because I I I know that that would really engage your mind, and that's something that would be good. But honestly, you could use your the time. Your time would be a lot better spent if you're like, what would happen? What would happen if you if you allowed yourself to stand on your feet and say, you know what? Even though th- those were your rules and that that was the law, the truth I'm no longer under that law. I'm no longer under your rule. I'm no longer, and yet you're carrying that law along with you. I have to break it. I ca- I carry the um, subconscious, my way or the highway, every fucking day. Oh, okay. And that comes that comes from them, I guess. I, I I comes from that authoritarian, you know, subjugation, you know, wooden spoon land, right? I think it affects my relationship with Jennifer. I think it affects how I parent my kids. I think it, you know, it's why I'm maybe a little bit hesitant still to go into the entrepreneurship thing, you know, um, how I behave when I go to Lake George on vacation, you know. Yeah. Uh, my guess is it probably goes into the drinking thing. I, my guess is it's tied up in all that. So I wonder if it might be a good idea for us to keep the 430 and do and just do address it. Just address where you're at and just just like tap 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 into it. Just tap 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 until it's just fine. like start shifting. That's fine. I have the time. So. Okay. Wonderful. So let's meet at 430. From here to there, the only thing I want you to do is just drink water and just witness yourself. Okay, if something comes yeah, up that you want to write, good. But just, just, just allow yourself to integrate what has happened so far. You're moving really fast, so I want you to just ease into it. Okay. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. Is there one quick question, Jim? Is it is there any way that you can do four instead of four thirty? Uh, no. Um, okay. I got a, I got a, my son's boxing at three. Okay. It's okay. on until four, so I won't be back to my place till four fifteen, probably. Okay. Okay. Now let's do four thirty. I want you to be focused and clear. Okay. Let's keep it four thirty. No problem. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.